Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 413th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my succulent co-host. This is a I was not expecting succulent as the adjective uh, of choice. <laughs> we have to we have to teach these kids SAT words, Gron. Okay, yeah. they need to learn their SAT words. Are like succulents like a type of plant in deserts? Uh, yes, good, and also yes. an adjective that like right. describes things that are delicious and juicy, <laughs> just like the succulents in the desert. Uh, and Excellent. then we've also we've also got my favorite object to carry things in basket. Yeah. What's up, guys? That way you can carry your succul- succulents from the desert to uh, to your home <laughs> so that you can enjoy their succulent flavor- flavors. Oh, what an oddly specific scenario. Yep. It doesn't sound too bad, but it also doesn't seem like something I'd exert myself. Mm. We need to edu- we need to educate people for the for the SAT, for the GMAT, for the GRE. Um, this is what we're about. <laughs> we're an educational program. But welcome to the Puckle Podcast, uh, where uh, where we talk about everything Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to I don't know, just Pokemon in general. Anything that Pokemon could be doing is what Pokemon is talking about at Puckle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, it's mostly the mostly the video game since we got a new video game on the horizon and a new generation of Pokemans. Two more uh, weeks. Two, two more, more weeks. Less than two weeks. That's the well. Two weeks is going to be the first time anybody I think hears us talk about it. Um, I, I do want to give like a fair heads up to people who are who are listening to the show now and are expecting like a regular Puckle show in two weeks. Um, we've decided to do something a little bit different. We typically during game releases have been doing a thing where we get all everybody gets on the show and we talk about the game and our first impressions. And we thought, hey, that might be a little too much of a mess. Uh, <laughs> and so what we decided instead. Was we're going to actually give you three mini episodes, which are going to be about, they're going to be somewhere in the range from 20 to 40 minutes a piece. And it's going to have three of us on each show. And we're going to discuss various stages of the sh- uh, of the game, depending on where you are in the game. So you have something for every little bit of it. So you don't feel like you're getting spoiled. Um, so on Monday, we're probably going to release something with its first impressions up until about the second badge. Um, we're probably going to have a show on Tuesday that comes out and it's about your eighth badge up to the eighth badge. And then from there, uh, it's going to just be full on spoilers on Wednesday. So, so just keep that in mind. Quick disclaimer. We won't be having any spoilers on this episode. 
So that's what yes, you're looking that's for. True. You're out of luck this time. There's too many people who don't want spoilers. Yes, I, I uh, especially this generation. I feel like it's, <laughs> uh, because Pokemon is intending to make sure there's no spoilers. So the, we I we are aware that there are spoilers for, or I should say leaks. Let's put leaks. I don't want to say spoilers because um, even though they are very convincing, I do not want to say that they are real until um, Game Freak or Nintendo themselves say so. But yeah. there are some very convincing screenshots. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I one, uh, it's always Puckle's preference before the show. Don't talk or before the game's release. Don't talk about the spoilers. Don't talk about the leaks. Um, unless there's something like the Ben Affleck leak, which is hilarious and it's fun to talk about rumors like that. But when it, when it's full on images and names and stuff like that, I don't like doing it. Um, I will tell you that they exist and it is up to you to go find out if you want to know what they are. Um, I will not tell you where to go to find them. I will not tell you anything. Um, but they, they are out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than, uh, other than keeping up with Pokemon leaks, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I've been working on, building up the St. Louis VGC community. Um, uh, one of the form, the former organizer for VGC in the region, who used to be like a stage two judge, uh, had to stop being, I found out why the, v- the VGC in St. Louis had stopped. It was because he got cancer. Oh, wow. And I thought, it, I thought it was about to be something horrible, but it no, was no, actually, no. it was and actually, he, like, he made a full recovery and it's really wonderful. Um, yeah, that's good. And he's finally getting back into the community. So we're sort of doing a dual organizer thing where we like hold two tournaments, two premier challenges a month, like one of us and then one of us. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really starting to revive the community here. It's really fun. We're going to be able to start running mid season showdown soon, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, oh man. Law school. <laughs> How's that been going? Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> tell you that much. Yeah, there are a lot of smart people who go to law school. I'll tell you that. Are you one of them? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see how I do. All right. All right. How about you, Basket? What have you been up to? Um, I have been studying um, panel composition and uh, like showing the story through uh the artwork and stuff like that that's what i've been doing <laughs> wait. so unfortunately nothing in pokemon wait okay so like you guys are doing like learning things does that mean i get have to talk about stuff that i've been teaching myself um, <laughs> go for it what are your uh, projects that tell us what, of your projects my project uh, <laughs> i don't know how much i'm allowed to talk about publicly <laughs> um, I, I, I like, like, I get to talk to people. I like, I, I can tell them like what material I'm working on and, uh, what I do with that material. And I think that's like the, the, like, uh, the, the most that I'm allowed to say is I, I work on, uh, I'm working on developing new power electronics for the, uh, for, for the government. This question could be answered by the paperwork you signed when you took your job. <laughs> Actually, it can't. <laughs> Uh, so, so one, when I was hired, I was hired for a completely different position than I have now. Um, oh, yeah. So that's the answer to your question. Uh, and yeah. then, and so like that, that's one thing that's different. And then, uh, th- there's, there's a lot that's different for my job. Uh, other than that, I've, bound and you, if you're not yeah. bound and you get sued, you can counter sue for malicious prosecution afterwards. <laughs> Oh, I got them to, I got them to finally update my job description like two, two, two months ago because, because I found out that like my market value is being, being screwed over by how much they were paying me. Like I, I could have gone and like made six figures out in Maryland and I was just like, I should go do that. Uh, and I told them that and they're just like, Oh no, please don't leave. Uh, 
And then, and then they fixed it. <laughs> nice. Is that uh, Air Force money, right? Uh, kind of. So like, I don't work directly for the United States Air Force. Um, but I have been playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion and pretending I'm a janitor with a vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> Luigi's, nice. Luigi's Mansion 3 came out. Um, and more excitingly, Best Buy dropped matching green Joy-Cons, which is probably the <laughs> most exciting fantastic. news. Um, yeah. I, I'm just recalling a video thumbnail I saw for Luigi's Mansion 3. It was, I give Luigi asbestos poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the game's, the game's fun. I'm okay with it. I mean, if you like Luigi's Mansion, it's Luigi's Mansion. Like, I, I did not care for Dark Moon, mostly just because of the control scheme on 3DS. I was not a fan of it. Um, I love the GameCube Luigi's Mansion. I think that one's fantastic. Um, I, I'm always a fan of the, of the GameCube one. And this one's literally just more of the GameCube one. Like, that's what it is with all of the stuff from the 3DS one. Uh, okay. It's, uh, it, it feels very fun. It feels very good to play. Um, there, there, some of the controls are very satisfying. People do, I think the main complaint is like the main campaign is only something like 15, 20 hours. And everybody's like, well, it's a $60 game. It's only 15 to 20 hours. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm sorry. It's not Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like, that's my answer. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, it takes a lot to develop a video game. Yeah, it takes a lot to pay that scared Italian voice actor. <laughs> it's a it's oh, a fun game. No! Uh, but matching tree, green Joy-Cons is what my life's about. Um being able to get a left and a right green Joy-Con in the United <laughs> States, uh it felt pretty good because before the, before Best Buy had announced that, my plan was to, when I was in Japan was to buy this platoon set in Japan. And then come back and buy the Splatoon set in the United States because they're flip flopped. Um, nice. and so you can get a full, that's, that's, that was prior to this, the only way to get a full set of green Joy Cons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, really tempted whenever someone, when I was working at GameStop, traded in the Mario, uh, oh, like that's cherry red. So those aren't as bad because those are on Amazon. Somebody's selling them on Amazon and they're like not at an upmarked price at all. Um, I watch a lot of Joy Con <laughs> prices. I know a lot about the Joy-Con market, uh, but the Mario ones aren't bad. You can get those. I'll, I also think those look better personally than the actual neon red Joy-Cons. The neon red Joy-Cons just kind of look like trash. Uh, but other than that, I, I mean, I was playing some spooky teams this week for Halloween, and then uh, we talked about it on Battlecast, though, which was on last uh, Thursday. If you missed it, uh, you should go and listen to it. But other than that, uh, I think that's what I've been up to. I mean, I've just been playing some little Pokemon, getting ready for uh, ready for Sword and Shield, um, getting ready for that release cycle, and having a having a party while we do it. Uh, on that note, though, we should uh, kick it on over to the news. <laughs> And welcome to the news. There isn't a crazy amount of news. Again, this is like the calm before the storm. I wouldn't be surprised if we got one Pokemon trailer somewhere in the next two weeks just to be like, hey, the game's coming out like really soon and here's something for you. But uh, if not, I'm not upset at the same time. But I do want to go over a few things that came out. One, we got a first trailer for the new Pokemon anime. 
that starts airing on November 17th, so pretty much right after the new game releases, we're going to kick into nice. a kid with score bunny. Uh, this is in Japan, to be fair. The first episode is called, is a flashback before Ash and Pikachu met, and it features, uh, Pikachu as a Pichu in Kanto. So, what? yeah, isn't that cute? That's really cool. That's a cute little story. I'm okay with that. Like, uh, there's a lot of stories I wouldn't be okay with, but this is one that I'm okay with. That's sort of like, I don't know, like, that sort of like changes the conception of how like Pokemon, you know, like have kids. Like, cause like I've always imagined like these, unless like the two Snorlaxes are holding a, uh, what is it? What do you mean? Well, how does this change? Wait, how- oh yeah. No, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't necessarily come out as a Munchlax. Like it might just come out as a Snorlax, right? I don't know. Well, so Pikachu has never bred and not become Pichu. You're, you're talking about a different scenario completely. Like every Pikachu has to be a Pichu before it's a Pikachu. Oh yeah. That's, no, no. Wait, it has to help. No, the female has to hold a light ball, right? Oh, that's for nope. Volt Tackle. That's for Volt Tackle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my confusion. Yep. So it doesn't actually matter. So every Pikachu has to be a Pichu. Uh, they also put out a new trailer for Pokemon Sword and Shield in Japan. Um, it, all it shows is everything that's already been revealed. That's nothing really new is shown in that trailer whatsoever. I wonder if it shows P- uh, Pichu's capture by Professor Oak. I don't know. Living, that would be really interesting. Living free, living free and happy in his world, messing around with, I guess, what looks like some tankathons. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Professor Oak comes along and he's like, you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> uh, if you're doing the Colossal Discovery this weekend, it's over by the time you listen to this show, probably. Um, this, you pretty much have to go and get, uh, you have to go get a Regirock, Registeel, and Regice to be able to unlock the Regigigas at the end. Um, it's a very, very, uh, weird special research that you paid $7 for. Um, uh, if you buy yeah, it, so good luck with that. Time frame, you'll have the pass yeah. forever, but. Well, no, you won't. It, 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 so, so the difference is you have to catch Regirice, Regirock, or Registeel from a raid, and those are up on the fourth. So okay. that that's unfortunate for those of you who are trying to do that, um, because that that will be over by the time you do it. <laughs> well, if you listen early on Monday, you might be able to get it. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. It's it's really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, I mean, I understand the point of it, but like, first of all, those Reggies are probably the hardest thing to take down in a raid. Like, it does take something like four or five people to do it, like reliably. I, yeah, I know there's going to be some Pokemon Go player that's just like, you could, you could solo with two people. And it's what, like, you yeah. don't have a full team of dynamic <laughs> punch Machamps? Yeah, something like that. And so <laughs> it's just like, so I'm, I'm talking about for like a, like a person who doesn't play like ultra competitively. I think it's a, I think it's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Like at a certain point, like the meta of Pokemon Go kind of like defeats the headcanon for me, where it's like, oh, I'm a Pokemon trainer. And these are the Pokemon I like using on my team. And then I face someone with like a full team of Tyranitars and this is optimal against you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you were wondering what's going to replace the Reggies when they get out of that tier five raid slot, it don't worry. It's Cobalion, which is actually pretty cool. I'm into Cobalion for it. Uh, I, I'm really into the Swords of Justice is the idea here. Um, we did, we did also get new research confirmed for Pokemon Go. If you are doing the research tasks and you want to know what your research prize is and you were tired of Flower Crown Eevee, no worries. It's gone. You can either get Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Groudon, or Kyogre now. 
So that's that's very nice. Thank you. That's <laughs> Thank you, Pokemon. So much better. Go. So much better. <laughs> uh, like literally, Flower Crown Eevee is the worst thing they could have given for that. In my opinion, <laughs> like I can't believe they did that after like, hey, here's a bunch of things that were locked to tier five raids, and then it's just like, oh, also now Flower Crown Eevee. It's on the same tier. It's on the same tier, guys. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, and the uh, most exciting part of the news, at least for me, is that Pokemon Company has started putting their uh, their Christmas merchandise on PokemonCenter.com. Uh, so there's actually a lot of very cute things. Um, I'm a fan of PokemonCenter.com and their Christmas merchandise. What is it like? Most of the Pokemon in like Alolan Vulpix hoodies and stuff. Absolutely not. This is the, probably the most generic Christmas uh, lineup they've had in a while. Um, I am, yeah, I am very happy with it. First of all, there's ugly Christmas sweaters. It's, it's fantastic. Um, there is a, an Alolan Vulpix Vulpix Christmas sweater. There is a Pikachu Christmas sweater, Delibird Christmas sweater. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic. There's a Pokeball tree topper so that you, instead of putting a star on the top of your tree, you could put a Pokeball. You can catch the spirit of Christmas. Yes. Uh, (laughs) there's an Eevee Christmas hat, like Santa hat. It's just got Eevee ears on it, which is very okay. cute. Uh, an Eevee holiday fleece throw blanket. I am adding that to my cart right now. <laughs> uh, and then wow. uh, they did bring back some of the oldies, but the goodies like the snowman uh, Froakie that they haven't been able to sell or the snowman Chespin, which again, they haven't been able to sell. So they say that's new. This is like some... This this is like some high tier advertisement you're doing, <laughs> dude. I I you are I, not paid by anybody, guys. <laughs> I will I will sell out for the Pokemon Company. I'm gonna throw that out there. Okay, like if they're gonna if they're gonna be like, hey, we'll send you a free fleece blanket. I'll be like, how much advertisement do you want? Like, uh, I know it's not. I know it's worth more than forty bucks, but I'll do it for forty bucks for you guys. You do it for free. Come on. Uh, uh, I'm doing it for free right now. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want this Deli Bird, uh, this Deli Bird Christmas sweater as well. I might do that. Uh, but on that note, uh, I think, I think that's most everything in the Pokemon world that has happened this week. I, again, calm before the storm here, guys. Um, oh, preloads are up. I forgot to say that preloads for Pokemon Sword and Shield are up. You can go online. And pick up preloads of uh, Sword and Shield if you want to download them and then have them available to you at midnight on launch day. Um, by midnight, it's midnight for your region. So I know UK will probably get it five hours earlier than the US. Stuff like that. So They also have a comeback uh, combo pack download as well. Yes, it's really interesting. In the, in the North American eShop, you can download a combo pack of Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And you don't have to... So like if you and somebody else are trying to buy them together and you still want those Dynamax crystals... That allow you to catch, uh, catch, uh, Larvitar, and I forget the other one is, uh, Jingmo-O. Uh, or maybe, I forget what the other one is. I already forgot <laughs> what the Dynamax Crystal is. I think it is Jingmo. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's Larvitar and another pseudo-legend. Um, it, al- it allows you to catch those earlier in the game through a raid with his Dynamax Crystals, um, which is a cool perk. Uh, but you, if you purchase it on your, on your Switch, all it does is download Pokemon Shield. And you actually get sent a download code for, or it downloads Pokemon Sword and it sends you a download code for Pokemon Shield. So you can hand that download code to somebody else you know, and they can download it on their Switch. And you still get the nice. Dynamax crystals. Mm, so nice. consider that, consider that if you will. So someone's going to need to hook me up with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I will I will pass out Pokemon Shield download codes. Oh, so while we're in the stats, do you want to mention that Puckle has a PO box? I did. That's where we were getting to. So Puckle has a PO box, and this isn't a new thing because I've been meaning to mention this on the show for the longest time that we have a PO box. And every week, I swear to God, for maybe the past four months, I've forgotten. So keep that in mind. Uh, but if you want to mail things to Puckle, I know a lot of people have mentioned to me, hey, I want to send you XYZ. If you want to send that, um, first of all, I'll probably do like a mail opening if people send enough letters or something like that and post it to YouTube so everybody can watch me be awkward on camera. And <laughs> uh, But we'll talk about like, hey, this is something that's going on, blah, blah, blah. And so if you want to send anything, send an address, to, uh, whatever you want address to Puckle LLC, uh, P.O. Box number 24322 in Dayton, Ohio, 45424. And I will get it. Um, so I, I will announce that. That will also be in the show notes. But once again, Puckle LLC, P.O. Box number 24322, Dayton, Ohio, 45424. We have that P.O. Box. We've had it for a while. I use it mostly just for Puckle-related stuff so I don't dox myself. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, if we have it, and I know people have been sent, sent things to me in the past where they, hey, we want to send you something. And I always feel awkward about giving out my actual address for them to send me something. This is a way you guys can do it without having any kind of problem uh, on my end. Yeah, this so, way you don't get any weird fan mail. Well, we can probably still get weird fan mail, which is okay. Um, like yeah. I said, like <laughs> yeah, I said, like, if we get enough of it, I'll, I'll, you don't have to worry about people knocking on your window at 2 a.m. Yeah. Wake <laughs> up. That's, that's the weird part. That's the part that I'm worried about. Somebody looking at my house on Google Maps. Um, but yeah, I think you guys can, uh, because I think the only person that knows where my house is, is Shamu. I think the only person like in Puckle whatsoever is Shamu. And that's only because he's been here for like maybe like three hours. Um, cause he and I drove to Puckle, he drove to my house and then we drove to PuckleCon together. That makes sense. Uh, and then he, then we came back and he, we hung out at my house for a little bit and then he went home. <laughs> Nice. So that was about, uh, that was the PuckleCon experience. Um, but yeah, nobody else knows where my house is. Uh, we'll keep it that way. But if you do want to send mail, I would, I mean, I'd appreciate it. I, I like getting the emails from you guys, but if you guys feel like, Hey, I want to send you like a picture of Score Bunny that I drew and you can send it on over to that PO box. Uh, on that note though, we are going to go ahead and quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge in Puckle's Poke Quiz today. So let's kick it on over. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Uh, that means no, no uh, internets, no cheating. You guys got to use what's in your heads to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions worth one point apiece, except for that one that isn't. If you answer them all correctly, you can uh, get a possible total of seven points because you have a lifeline that if you don't use and get all of the questions correct uh, without using it, you can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven you guys are competing against your fellow co-hosts to try to see who can get to 30 points the fastest. Whoever gets there gets $20 of credit to our to our t-shirt store over at Tee Public, And you can buy whatever you want, I guess, off that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could buy a phone case or whatever. And yes. <laughs> get put it on I your... I still haven't seen Seth Milo's poncho yet. Uh, his what? His poncho? Is that what you said? 
Yeah. Didn't we get him a poncho? Nobody, ha- they don't sell ponchos. He bought a tapestry. Yeah. I haven't seen the tapestry yet. He bought it. He's got it. Uh, he, he sent me a picture because he's going to use it. Well, actually, if you watch him stream after Sword and Shield comes out, you'll see it. You'll see it. Nice. He's using it to cover up his background. Very cool. And so, uh, yeah, go on over to uh, the T Public store if you want anything. Uh, this segment of the show, though, is al- as always, is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for anything anime and goofy-related art. I love those guys. These guys just make awesome art. Yeah, it's really cool. And they're just really good people in general, honestly. They're they're my uh they're my convention friends. So go go hang out with them. Those guys are great. Um and go check out their stuff. They're my friends too, Thatch. No, they're they're only my friends. I'm very possessive. <laughs> <laughs> but without further ado, let's jump right into these questions. Uh these always come from our Discord server, so if you want to help out with making writing trivia questions you can send them in to us at our trivia uh, the trivia channel on our discord server blah 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 words are hard and so yeah <laughs> uh, our first question today comes for merlander what is the first pokemon move alphabetically using the english language oh my god oh, roman <laughs> alphabet are you all right sorry for the calling, guys <laughs> all right I, uh, I i choked on my coffee oh goodness <laughs> be careful all right so the first Let's see if we can find anything higher than acrobatics. Uh, so, ab, uh, ab, something. I don't think there's a double A Pokemon word. Uh, so, I'm thinking it's start something A, B. So, Aardvark Snuffer? Right, right. That's a good move. Uh, <laughs> ab, d- abdicate? No, that's, that's surrendering. Uh, ab, 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 ab. There's okay. I'm trying to think of like ones with A's, so I'm just gonna list them out. Uh, okay, acid. Um, okay, acid. Absorb. Acid is higher than acrobatics. So that's our next. Absorb. 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 Okay, that's. Uh, wait, no. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Absorb. Um. Absorb. Yes. I think absorb is. <laughs> that's the highest. I don't know if so I'm gonna far. get any. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to need a name. I'm going to need it move. Absorb. <laughs> Absorb is correct. It is the number one, uh, number one move. Yeah. Uh, alphabetically. I think basket needs to learn absorb so you can better get that coffee. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys might remember from earlier, earlier on in the year, Koro Koro held a contest to name a steel type move. There was also a similar contest to this before in the Pokemon uh, in the Pokemon franchise. What move did that contest name? Ah, uh, I don't have solid proof for this, but I'm pretty sure it's Flash Cannon. I Wait, think Flash I- Cannon was already move, isn't it? This happened. This happened in Generation Four. Uh, I'll make that. Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay. I'm pretty okay. sure I've heard this before. In Generation 4, there was a contest held to name a move. What move I was I don't it? have, like, an explanation why. I just think I know it. <laughs> well, I have absolutely no idea, so we're going to go with Flash Cannon. All right. Flash Cannon is unfortunately oh. incorrect. The answer is Draco Meteor. Right. Okay. Yeah. Draco oh, Meteor was named via contest. Yeah, get that, right? Uh, just like we have whatever the name of the move is now, which is like Flash Cannon uh, on drugs. I don't know what it is. It's just like, <laughs> it's like crazy, crazy good. That might have been why I thought it was Flash Cannon. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So I don't have a Pokedex entry for you guys today, unfortunately. How are we gonna answer the question? <laughs> so because you're gonna you're gonna a- answer a different question. All right. That isn't uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do. Um, nothing to do about uh, a Pokedex entry. So I hope you don't get uh, upset. No, I'm gonna throw a huge tantrum. I hope so. Uh, okay, so our next question is: uh, I only need one of these two abilities, by the way, for the answer. There are two abilities that, outside of battle, reduce the chance of running into lower-level Pokemon by fifty percent if the lead Pokemon possesses it. What are they? I only need one of them. There, there oh, are two. Intimidate. It's got to be intimidate. Um. Or um. What would be the, the other one? Wouldn't it be like the one that Mock has, where it's Stench? I think it's Intimidate and Stench. Okay. I only need one. So we gotta pick one. Uh, pick, yes. pick, make your pick basket. I'm pretty sure stench is for sure. So. Okay, so there's stench, and then there's. I'm trying to think about the other one because, like, I feel like. Do you want to? Since, since okay, so since we have basically, if we say two, I'll let you say. I'll let you say two is not going to count against us. No, right? I'll say. I'll say that. I'll let you choose two. There are two. I only need one. So let's just say stench and intimidate, and then if we get them both, then awesome. And if one of them is the other one, then yeah, sound good. Okay. Okay, stench and intimidate. Uh, that I- intimidate is correct. Uh, stench is not. Oh, okay. It is the the other one is keen eye. Fun what? fact. No. Yeah, that's weird. It's like right? predatory birds scare prey away. Uh, they sense. do. They do scare prey away. So there, your next question is going to be. A uh, a question that is based off of uh, it has multiple answers and it has a bonus point. So if you get both of these answers, you get an extra point. Uh, you guys right now are currently two for three, uh, so you guys can easily become four for four here. Nice. So what are the only two field moves that are exclusively learned by level up and by field moves? For clarification, these are moves that can be used outside of battle. Okay, so sweet set. That's one. <laughs> these are exclusively learned by level up. Just heads up. Oh. Exclusively. The, this is the uh, um, this is the question. Oh, okay. So, like, if it learns as an egg move, you can't. It doesn't count. Yeah, no. Exclusively by level up. Field moves learned by level up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in that case, it's probably not milk drink. It's probably not sweet set. Uh, what would it be? So, like, you're thinking HMs here, like stuff like HMs. I mean, HMs would be the ones that aren't the right answer because those aren't level up exclusive. Yeah, just make sure your basket. Okay, um, so we're not talking about a specific gen. We're talking about over the course of Pokemon because yes. some H moves have changed. Okay, it's not teleport because Abra knows it from the start. Um, yeah. Okay. The only things I'm guessing, like okay, ones that I okay, ones that are not HMs that I can remember. There's Defog. There's that was an HM teleport, which we've already taken out, but that's one that can't be moved by learned by HMs. Or, you know, I don't know if Sweet Scent is correct or incorrect. Um, I don't know if somebody learns that in a egg move. Yeah. What's that one that, um... You do have the hint as well. Yeah, we're going to use that. <laughs> uh, so one of these is, um, is exclusive to three Pokemon. It is, uh, well, three Pokemon, two of them are Skidoo and Go-Goat. And the other one mm. is exclusive to just one Pokemon who is introduced in Generation 4. As a uh, flying type. Okay, so uh, when was when was um one, uh, sure. what uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Chatot has a signature move. Was he Generation Four? Chatter. Yeah, that's Gen Four. 
It's chatter. Okay, so... Could you use that outside of battle? Well, if you had to record it outside of battle, I feel like that would count. Yes. I would uh, would rule that would count. So, um, let's go with uh, milk drink and chatter, I suppose. Milk drink and chatter are both correct. You guys are at four for four now, uh, just like Wendy's. (laughs) What does Wendy's have to do with anything? Have you never gotten a four for four from Wendy's? No. I have. But here it's a five for five. I'm Whoa! Sure. What's wrong with Unless your you're getting Wendy's? four separate items for four dollars? Yeah, you get four different items. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, wait, I was thinking of uh, That's a special thing. Somebody else was doing the the five for five type deal though. I think that was Burger King. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking the five biggie meal, the five dollar biggie meal thing. Yep. All right. Moving on though, our next question, as always, is going to be a base stat question, and I want to know what bug type Pokemon has the lowest base HP. Uh, isn't it Shuckle? <laughs> I feel like it's Shuckle because it's like 20. Although, like, there are a lot of really, really weak bug Pokemon. Shuckle would make sense. Like, Scatterbug comes to mind for whatever reason. Uh, be like a first. Oh, oh this is also this is also excluding Shedinja. I do want to throw that out there. Oh yeah, we oh, should have yeah. just done like that Shedinja. Been, that been first of all, one. first of all, <laughs> I'm disappointed in you guys for not saying Shedinja. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> Speaking of Shedinja, three people at my last Premier Challenge brought Shedinja strats. <laughs> it was toxic. <laughs> and then, like, Tapofino's soak. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's rough. So I'm gonna... We're gonna get that answer here, guys. We're gonna need that. Don't tell me what to do, Mom! Okay, Shuckle, Magikarp, right? Well, we need a bug type. Bug type, bro. Magikarp's not a bug type. Oh, uh, oh sorry. I thought we were just doing, like, lowest... Um, Lowest HP of all bug types. Okay. That's not Shedinja. <laughs> I think it's a Shuckle, honestly. It's got really high defenses, but terrible HP. Yeah, I think it would have to be Shuckle. That makes the most sense. I can't think of anything else other than like... Or, or it's like a Caterpie. You know, Caterpie and right? Wiggle. But I Weedle, don't know the specific stats on those, because nobody really cares. Yeah. Let's do Shuckle. I think Shuckle's right. Shuckle is correct. Yeet. With a base yeah. 20 HP. That's nutsos. Nice. It is tied with Magikarp, if it makes it feel better. It does make me feel a little better. Um, it's tied with Magikarp. Uh, <laughs> it's also tied with Mime Jr., Duskull, Feebas, uh, Pichu, and that's it. Yeah. The rest, <laughs> those are all their base 20 HPs. <laughs> Only things lower than them are Alolan Diglett, regular Diglett, and Shedinja. Nice. But that gives you guys five points for today. So you guys, you guys get to climb on up that ladder a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the ladder is very, the, all the rungs on the ladder are pretty close except for one. And so we're gonna, we're gonna see. So currently our standings are sublime in first place with 21 points. Tied for second with 15 points, we have R Sigma and Seth Vilo. In fourth place, we have Linian with 13 points. In fifth place, we have our very own basket with 10. Yeah. In sixth place, we have tied for sixth. We have Whimsicott and Scrawn with nine points. In eighth place, we have Dr. Shamu with eight points. And in ninth place, we have Jushiro with five. Tune in next week to get more more numbers on that scoreboard. <laughs> uh, and on that note, we are going to be switching gears on over to the topic after this short break. Today, we're going to be covering a cast box review from Daniel. 
Puckle is my all-time favorite podcast. It just makes every Monday a day to look forward to. Thatch's voice is just amazingly smooth, and all the other co-hosts are a delight. Thank you for all making me feel like Pokemon is as amazing to me as all of you. Daniel from Brazil. Well, thank you, Daniel, over at CastBox. If you want to review us on CastBox, or if you want to review us on iTunes anywhere, please let us know. We appreciate any review you give us. And on that note, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be just what are we excited for and what are our hopes and dreams for Pokemon Sword and Shield when they release in less than two weeks by the time you, the fan, are listening to this. Um, because it's uh, it's Monday. <laughs> well, on this topic, the first thing I'd say is I want stuff that is like sort of secret and that you have to kind of like explore really hard to get into or like is difficult in some significant manner. I'm okay with that. I, I hope that my, my big hope is that there's nothing that feels incomplete. You know, I, I think we've had some stuff like that pretty much since Gen 5, where there's something in the game that goes and you sit, sit there and you think to yourself, oh, that'll be fixed in, you know, Sword and Shield Plus. And <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though, right? And that's very disheartening. Like, I, I just don't want that to happen. I want I want the game to feel complete on its own. I don't want to feel like, oh, I can't wait for the next one so I can finish the story. <laughs> yeah. I do not want them to do a uh, Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. No, they won't do that. They'll call it something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they'll call it something else, but like, I would, I would much like, I much preferred their version of that when they were doing like Emerald and Platinum and things like that, you know? For me, that was better because it was like, oh, I'll get it because I can get more Pokemon on the same game and I can, you know, play through the story one more time with like just, you know, battling both the versions of bad guys, stuff like that. Like, I liked that sort of stuff. Ultra Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, like that was just upsetting to me. I think I, and that you're not one, the only one, though. If you look at the sales numbers, you are absolutely not the only one. Good. I, okay. Th- those were those are like universally declared as like bad games but well bad pokemon games i'm gonna say bad pokemon games because it's still a pokemon game yeah and one there it's gonna sell well no matter what what happens in it they could say the only pokemon available in this game is ditto and that would make the game <laughs> i mean it would still fly off the shelves i that, that's the truth though that's the truth so it, it's just it's got the pokemon name it's gonna sell well i i am a little concerned with stuff like uh with like let's go i i think their sales numbers are a little sad um, Joe Merrick did say they aren't as sad as Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire at this time, which I still want to take that with a grain of salt, mostly because just watching like the market for their prices, I've never seen a Pokemon game available on Amazon for 66% of its original price. That that kind of surprises me that those are the lowest numbers for Pokemon games. Which ones? Like, uh, Let's Go or, or Ultra Sun Ultra Moon? Omega Ruby. Oh, those aren't, those aren't the Alpha lowest. Sapphire. Those are actually sold pretty well overall. So... Oh, sorry. I thought you. I thought you mentioned. No. So the reason case. the reason I brought them up is because if you look at the Let's Go franchise sales numbers right now, they just put out the they just mm-hmm. put out the numbers earlier this week, and they're at a eleven point. Uh, God, I forget what it is. It's like eleven point something million numbers, numbers mm-hmm. wise, um, which is uh, it's not great because if you look at how it was selling, it sold like ten million units like within the first two months. Uh huh. And then after that, the first quarter, uh, after the quarter ended, 
Uh, after that, it ended up being like, oh, it only sold um, 10.9 or 10.7 something million units. Then at the end of the summer's quarter in uh, June or July, at the end of July, we found it was only 10.98 million. And now it's like, I think 11.2. Don't quote me on that. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's not much higher. Let me let me look it up, though, so that I can have a good number. But Joe Merrick pointed out that the sales numbers for the similar time lifespan for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire were less than that. Like within a year of its release, let's our Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire were only like ten point nine eight million or something. At any like rate, that. since these are the first main game Pokemon games on mm-hmm. the Switch, we're going to be seeing a lot higher than that, regardless. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people skipped out on this one though too. I'm very I I want to see how it goes. I I'm, I I do want to say I do want to admit that I am very curious to how the sales go for uh, for Sword and Shield. And sure. I would really like to see a low or low-ish because I still I still think because it is on the Switch and this is something that is a lot is going to be a lot more attractive than Let's Go. Oh yeah, I think it's going to sell. But I expect it to be better than Let's Go numbers for sure. Oh, this is this Definitely. is a system seller. Yeah, I I fully. Yeah, I would just that. like to see a higher increase bought after date, like on date. That's one, what I would expect. As opposed I, to pre-release. I agree with you. That's what I want because I want, you know, I want to see a lot of people like sticking with me <laughs> on this aspect and being like, hey, I'm not going to pre-order like I'm going to do this because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, no, I understand being yeah. against pre-ordering 1000%. I mean, I'm still I, I'm positive about this game. I think everything about this game minus the national decks has been a wonderful, wonderful surprise. And mechanically, it looks really cool. But I think when you start cutting actual Pokemon, I have a problem. If it were just Megas and Z-Moves, I probably wouldn't care as much. Uh, I'd probably still be upset about Megas, but not... Uh, Z-Moves, I can definitely live without. Let's throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, since we're talking about Megas and Z-Moves, you guys want to talk about Dynamax? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not really. Uh, it depends on what you want to talk about. Uh, it depends on what you want to talk about, because I... I if we're wanting to be in sort of the depressive business talk that we're doing, I think that uh, Dynamax slash Gigantamax is an appeal that is based on some sort of psychological research they did towards what young people want. I do not agree with that whatsoever. Uh, no, like every kid I've talked to, and admittedly I don't talk to too many kids, let's say maybe three. <laughs> oh, that's a nice sample. Yeah, because I run a Pokemon (laughs) tournament thing. They all say, oh, I'm super excited for Dynamax. It's it's so cool. Like, this is the coolest Pokemon. (laughs) I think that there are some really smart people in Nintendo who are like, they don't want these mega forms. They just want big Pokemon because that makes them seem... You know, stronger. No, I think they. I think I. I actually believe their statements in interviews about why they did Dynamax, which was that they said, "Hey, we're actually going to be on a console, and you're going to be able to put it on a TV, and you can actually dyna- uh, dynamically look at the sizes of Pokemon," uh, which is true because the only times we've ever actually seen true size comparisons were in like Coliseum games and revolution uh, and additionally pokemon stadium like the only time you could truly see like whale or dwarf something was then Are you telling me you didn't go to in each pokedex entry and look at the size to compare it to trainer part uh, well no no i'm talking about <laughs> just on, on like the battlefield yeah 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 
man. And so they they want to really they really want to harp on that, which is fair. I understand that uh, wanting to do that when you make that finally make that move because <laughs> let's be honest, Game Freak didn't make Coliseum. They didn't make Pokemon Stadium. They didn't make Battle Revolution. I just hope the way they explained Dynamax makes actual sense in the game. And I hope it's tied only to Galar so that we don't have to deal with it later. Oh, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much uh, said that it's a Galarian uh, anomaly. It makes me a little upset that they don't treat that they're trying to treat Megas that way, especially after they set the set. I, I'm going to say precedent in quotes uh, with Megas returning in Sun and Moon, right? Yeah, I mean, well, Pokemon's been really good about following their own precedent, and the the whole thing feels awkward from an in depth canonical perspective. Uh, so the two ways that three, well, there's three ways that megastones apparently can exist. And it's from the original event where Xerneas and Aveltal caused the extinction of Kalos humanity or, and like all the Pokemon on it, causing like the condensed life essence to become those original megastones. I know it's super dark. I'm sorry for it. Oh, no, it is super dark. And if you read the Pokedex entries <laughs> in Sun and Moon, they get just darker. So yeah, and you're not wrong. And then in Oraz, the the Lilianids that fell, those were the megastones. The Rayquaza had been eating <laughs> the meteorites and therefore acquired its own megaform or whatever. And then uh, what is it? Diancie can make megastones. So if you if you're missing these three aspects and you don't feel like adding another reason why megastones exist, I guess it kind of makes sense because it is a finite resource in the Pokemon universe. That's interesting. Does that mean Dancy is like probably the only one that people you know who haven't been looking at spoilers would know are is like not confirmed? Then for we don't ha- we don't have a lot of Pokemon that aren't confirmed. <laughs> well, no, I know, I know, but I'm just but I'm just I'm like speculating like because I don't know any that aren't there, right? I, I think if you're talking about Pokemon that are and aren't going to be in the game, I think it's a very safe bet to assume that if it's a legendary or mythical, it's probably not there. Like, I, I think that's your safe bet because... No more Lando T! Well, my my thought process on this is the following. I, I'm okay with the Pokedex. Like, let's assume Sword and Shield add 100-ish new Pokemon, including new Galarian forms. Um, that brings our number up close to 900 Pokemon total. Mm-hmm. And so... If the Pokedex in Sword and Shield is actually, let's say, 700, that takes 600 Pokemon from the original 808 that we're used to right now. Mm-hmm. And if you actually go through and you cut like most of the legends and mythicals out, you end up like cutting out like 100 bonds, which is, uh, which is pretty impressive. I'd be okay with that, but I feel like a lot of people would probably be pretty upset about that. Like, cause those oh, are yeah, pretty... yeah. Oh, well, so... so with with the dex cut you're gonna have you're gonna have people upset anyway yeah right and i'm more okay with legendaries being cut because there could be a lore reason for that right mm-hmm. then then like uh well stunfisk thinks it's too cold here <laughs> and you can't come i don't know it, it, like we said it last week as well i think if we really i, I don't want to harp on this much longer because it, it is a it is a relatively negative uh it's like the one negative in like a field of positives mm-hmm and I don't want to harp on it that much. And But it really comes down to what Pokemon Home is. I, I think yeah. for a lot of the people that are upset about the National Dex, like if Pokemon Home is really a, truly a hub like they want it to be, I I think that could fix a lot of things, personally. Yeah. It'd be cool if you if, if you could like go on there and interact with them, kind of like you do in the camping thing. I think that's their plan. I think that's their plan. It's going to be more than bank. 
Okay. It, 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 it feels like it's supposed to be an evolution of Bank. Uh, my only worry is the way that you quote unquote interact with them is that we get like Dreamworld 2.0. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring it back Pokemon Ranch Haley. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Home. Hey, everybody. Thought you could get rid of me? Yeah. <laughs> really quick. I just want to say my small uh, negative thing about the Dynamax and then we can move. Oh, yes. Move. Yes. Um, personally, and this is me just complaining. Take it with a grain of salt. Personally, I think that I think the designs are for the Gigantamax Pokemon. I think that they're arguably just like not super thought out and developed as far as like the Megas. Because if you think about it and when you're looking at them, it's like Meowth got long. <laughs> there's some clouds around his uh chest um yes, and then yes. pikachu got fatter and there's clouds around his head and he has a yellow tail now and i didn't notice anything different with gyarados there are some gyarados like, doesn't have gigantamax as far as we know so far it says uh dynamax oh oh that's right i f- he's a dynamax he just dynamax he didn't gigantamax yeah i forgot that there were um differences but yeah so it just it seems a little silly to take out these extremely well designed well i guess arguably in some cases but in my view much more interestingly designed changes to current pokemon mm-hmm. and throw in just odd ones yeah i so the other thing that i want to note note is that there were a lot of reviews that came out about 90 minutes of gameplay for sword and shield and people played it and they reviewed it and the the things that they were talking about they were very excited about the way the game handled they were very excited about uh, a lot of the ways that they introduced the game such that it's not a slog or anything kind of like they got rid of train trainer school thank god that's cool but they would always talk about dynamax and they'd be like it was meh it was okay it was the pokemon got big and that's pretty much where they left (laughs) it um they they weren't impressed by it and I, I feel like that's how a lot of at least the adult Pokemon fans feel. It's just, it's just yeah. like, eh, it's a gimmick. Uh, it is what it is. And I, I, that's where we'll leave it on that note. I mean, it, it, mechanically, it's very cool. I think from a competitive perspective, Dynamax is very cool. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, though, uh, when it comes out. But I do want to talk about some of the positives because, I, I mean, I'm very excited for, for raids. Those are kind of, like I am very excited because the, I've said this before on the show. The one thing that Pokemon's needed, and this is before they even announced raids. I, raids, I said this. The one thing Pokemon needs more than anything, or needed because it, they have it now, is a way to play cooperatively with your friends. Yes, and we didn't have that until now. Like it did not exist previous to this generation, and that's what I'm probably the most excited about is to be able to play cooperatively with people. Have they explained it more? Because the last I heard, they just kind of mentioned it, and we no, were- no, no. So, so we've got. I mean, it depends on what you mean by explained it. I mean, it's going to be, hey, here's a Dynamax Pokemon. You have to go fight it, and then you can go catch it. We don't know okay. exactly how the catching works, but you have to team up together to take down a Dynamax Mon. Uh, they did do a full-on raid in the uh, Nintendo Treehouse segment, like the notorious Nintendo Treehouse, we should say. <laughs> uh, but they they did do a full-on raid there. And I mean, it looks very fun. It looks very cool. Like, I'm excited to be able to get into general chat and just hang out with you guys and be like, hey, there's a raid going on. Let's go meet up and go do that raid. That would be super cool. Do we know that it works that way? Yes. Awesome. 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 Okay. Super stoked. This is the thing that I'm most excited about. Like, out of if anything has made me excited in Pokemon Go, it has been raids. Or not Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's the raids. Pokemon Go also has raids, but... Man, I'm excited about Curry. 
I could use some curry right now. You know what I'm most excited for at the moment? What? Camping. I think the camping looks a lot of fun. So camping, I I, I am almost excited for it. I, I got a little <laughs> disappointed because I was... Uh, because I was under the impression that, like, oh, look, they put a lot of work into uh, Pokemon Camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you interact with the Pokemon and everything. They put a lot of work into these animations and getting all these Pokemon to feel alive there and stuff like that. And then I got really upset. This this literally just happened a couple days ago. Oh, man. Are you going to ruin camping for me? I, 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 I don't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> it made me really sad because I was just, like, Pokemon Camp, I was like, mm, okay, it's better Pokemon than me. I could probably get into this. That's that's all I've been thinking it is. Uh, and depending on what the curries do, I could probably still get into it. Yeah. But uh, the thing that really like the thing that soured it a little bit, not didn't kill it, but soured it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense cuz like I thought, oh man, well cuz they they said at the beginning like we we cut Pokemon for animations and models and it's probably not true. There's probably other things and they want to focus on gameplay, which is fine. But what I noticed was um somebody put side by side all of the Pokemon camp animations that we've been seen that we've seen so far. Uh-huh. next to the current Pokemon Ami animations for the same Pokemon. And <laughs> and they're almost exactly the same. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I'm like, I thought they did something. Uh, I wanted to believe it so badly. Well, if I can, if I can walk around with all my Pokemon out in a little campground and like interact with them, like I'm super stoked about that. That, that would be cool. I, I, I I'm into that. I I think immersion wise it does better than a me. Like immersion wise, I think this is going to be a much better game. I want a yeah. camp full of six Snorlax. Uh, I'm I'm very excited just to be able to go into a camp and be like, "Hey, how you doing there, Sobble?" And he's like, "I'm doing all right." Yeah, and then you pat his little <laughs> Sobble head. Yeah, like I I'm into that. Uh, you, you'd think he'd say that, but he'd actually say, "Every day is constant suffering." <laughs> <laughs> But I, it's it's definitely interesting. It's interesting. We'll see how it goes moving forward. I hope Sobble evolves into a really happy Pokemon. Because things get better, guys. They get better. They get better. I want to answer your No comment. <laughs> but no, no comment. comment. No comment. <laughs> That's where we leave that. Right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, no. Scrawn, is there anything you're particularly excited for? In uh, uh, Like I said, I'm really wanting to get some difficult mechanics. Uh, one of the things I loved about Sun and Moon was uh, how certain Pokemon like Sableye and Marini were actually really, really hard to get based on like the horde form, and it kind of added to the lore of the game. And uh, these were predatory Pokemon that only chased their prey, and you could only catch them mm-hmm. if you were doing the you know call for help SOS battles. Uh, I liked that as a difficult mechanic. I like Pokemon that take a long sequence of events to get. I like Pokemon that take a certain refined amount of effort to achieve. I I really like hard games. You'll find, like, I play these super difficult games, like Don't Starve, Enter the Gungeon, Papers, Please, (laughs) just because I love feeling challenged. Uh, And I miss when Pokemon really, really felt challenging, like in Battle Frontier and Emerald and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that there are more difficult mechanics in this generation. It'd be really cool if we got something that was akin to Battle Frontier. I don't want to say it is Battle Frontier, but akin to Battle Frontier. Yeah, and I totally would do that, too. Like, I would love everything. Yeah, I don't don't know if it'll be... So so here's my solution to it that isn't going to happen because I have bad ideas that Nintendo doesn't like. Hmm. But uh, I think even if you don't put it in sword and shield what you do is you put it in pokemon home 
And it's just like, it's part of your hub experience. You're in the hub, you can go do this and you can get battle points to export out to sword and shield or whatever. I, I want home to be somewhat active and not passive. And I, I think that's a good way to do it. I also think battling should be in home. I'm a big proponent for that. That'd be cool. I, I really think it should be. I mean, they have, you can put all the sprites on a phone. So I don't, I don't think it'd be a big deal. Uh, on the flip side, you give me Pokemon Stadium X that all the Pokemon from Pokemon Home can come from. <laughs> <laughs> Something super cool that I that I want um, is uh, kind of what you touched on earlier, Thatch. Like, if they put an in-game explanation um, for the Pokemon that are missing, you know, like if they were legendaries, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they could say like, oh, you know, like they're defending their areas or something like that. You know, something other than, oh, they just don't live here. I mean, you know? they don't they don't live there, though. And that's the thing. I, I do not I do not like the fact that you can't bring them over, especially with the home. Uh, I mean, but at the same time, like I, I'm getting better about it. I, I don't feel awful about it or anything. It, it still feels weird, but it, it's also new. Everything new to me always feels weird. As to every, yeah. Nobody likes change. <laughs> I just think for such a big decision, like they should put it in the lore. Like it should it should be in the world saying why. And it it should have a better reason than. You know, uh, they just don't like coming here or they yeah. just can't come here or something, you know, like, tell me, like, tell me why they can't, even if it's just like, oh, these Pokemon are dangerous and there's been legislation in you know, <laughs> Britain where these ones aren't allowed or something like that, you know, like just anything, anything in game where I can be like, like, even if I'm just like, you know, oh, that's kind of silly, but at least they explained it. I feel better now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, if you bring if you bring that uh, if you bring a bell sprout, it's gonna infect the area and it's gonna kill all the crops in the Galar region. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, there's certain Pokemon here that are predators of other ones, and so whenever they get here, they get wiped out or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I give me anything, Nintendo, anything. Anything would be great. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I don't want to harp on that too much, though. It does feel weird, and it, I mean, it is it is quite literally an elephant in the room. But I I want I do want to leave on the note that like there are some exciting things. Like I am excited to play these games. One, I'm very excited that they're doing such a good job hiding everything. I really like the experience of going in blind and not having a good feel for what I'm doing. I I like the last time that has ever happened. I think <laughs> like it wasn't Sun and Moon because Sun and Moon revealed everything but like four Pokemon and. X and Y did it to a lesser extent, I think. Like, X and Y, I was very excited to go through. Um, I think that was also just because, like, it was at, uh, it was at, like, the Puckle Renaissance. And that's when we, like, came into, like, where we are now. And I remember, I have a lot of fun memories of just playing Pokemon. Uh, I also, I'm also just excited for a new Pokemon game in general because whenever you have a new Pokemon game, those first, like, three months are always the best. Yeah, definitely. Because everybody's, like, constantly playing it and you can go do things together. And then after those three months, it kind of dies out, though, and you don't so, really have an active fan base. For those who are unaware, the VGC meta switches from Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon to Sword and Shield on January 4th. Uh, right after January 4th, I'm hosting a an actual four championship point credit tournament, and there will be no meta decided by regionals yet. So I encourage everyone just to bring what they think will be good, and it's going to be the funnest tournament ever. I mean, it'll probably be there. There will probably be a meta that exists by then. It won't be defined no, like by regionals. Three days after it changes. No, no, no. But but people immediately are going to have showdown that will follow the rules. 
there are a lot of uh, VGC players who don't even bother using Showdown. And they'll bring what they uh, like have played against in their VGC discords and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's relatively the same thing, though, in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see. Well, that, why don't you drive down and participate? It's because it's <laughs> so far away. <laughs> it's so far away. It's yeah. like a five-hour drive to you. So far away. <laughs> Nothing. Send me pictures to my P.O. box. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> Shouldn't you tell people the address or like where to find the address? Uh, it's going to be in the show notes. Okay. Uh, I'll also probably put it on the Discord somewhere in like the announcements. <laughs> I think you also said it in the news. Uh, but yeah, we will uh, go ahead, and I think this is a good place to stop before it gets too gets too nasty. Well, I just want to be I just want to be clear really quick. The in-game lore thing I was talking about. Yeah, that's a hope and a yeah, happy yeah. thing. Yes. No, no, I, I don't think I, I, so like, I don't think these are going to be bad games. Like I said, I think everything minus Dexit is good about these games. Like everything. Yeah. Like minus, minus the cut, I think has been good. It, it just depends on how much that's going to outweigh, right? Uh, for certain mm-hmm. people. For me, like it, 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 it's heavy, but it doesn't like outweigh the, like, I'm not going to quit Pokemon over it, right? Like, right. I, I don't think that's necessary, but I think that's what needs to be said. Just to make that clear, because we did talk about it for a little bit today, and I didn't want to—I don't want to leave a sour note. <laughs> I do—I do, I do want to cook with my Pokemon and be immersed in the world. That's—that's that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. But on that note, we will—we uh, will take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode to the pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national decks number 748 toxapex the brutal star pokemon in its ultra sun pokedex entry it says to attack this pokemon sends toxic spikes flying at its enemies ones that come close get mown down by the claws on its feet and that's toxapex (laughs) like honestly like i would just say like for the longest time, Toxapex was my favorite Pokemon just because of how cool and unique its design is. Uh, that's true. It's based uh, the normal form of to- Toxapex, which is uh, is based on the Royal Sea Star, which is the sea star that like eats other invertebrates and coral. Yeah. Um, and like, oh my god, like it can shoot spikes from its head. It can basically bunker down in where it gets its signature move, but Baneful Bunker, and it's super defensive. Uh, and it's also like this super like rare predator too. Like, uh, I don't know. That's super cool. But Toxapex is a good mod with a base 495 base stat total. Uh, but most of that comes from its defenses. It's got 152 defense physical and 142 special defense. So without even trying, it's already bulkier than most things. It's a big old boy. Yeah, its speed is 35, which is, who cares, it's a Toxapex. And then you've got a special attack of 53 and an attack of 63. Both of those aren't terrible and allow it to get, like, a little bit of offensive power. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit better than Firethorn, I think. Like, while it has one really, really viable set, you can run other sets on it if you want. And it's yes. okay. Yes. Like Liquidation or something. That is absolutely true. So, because Scrawn is the master of Toxapex... We yes. took one of Scrawn's teams uh, that he's been using an OU, uh, and we're going to share it with you, the world, Woo! to talk about to talk about Toxapex. So Scrawn's going to correct me when I get everything wrong. 
Uh, this team is this team is incredibly simple though because everything's two fifty two EVs, which is fantastic. So yes. we've got a we've got our Toxapex. It's uh, it's a shiny boy, and it's a bold Toxapex because we're going to capitalize on that one fifty two base defense. Yeah, you have another solution for special defense later on. Yes, you do. And so we're running two fifty two HP, two fifty two defense. And a bold nature. Throw forward and special defense. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Scald, toxic pecs, or toxic spikes, haze, and recover. This is actually slightly out of the normal for toxic pecs. Slightly. I ran slightly. this because it can tank like multiple, multiple hits from like a Lando T with an Abbott nature. <laughs> I believe this. I believe <laughs> and then you just scowl it down. So it's you can switch into a Lando T. Uh, recover the next turn, then start scalping and then recovering. And it also has the regenerator ability too, because it's yeah. toxic effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss when it was only like Slowbro and and Tangrowth that had regenerate. <laughs> right, right. I miss those days. Yeah, this is kind of a regenerator core team, so it's like it, it yeah. a little bit is. Uh, we also have uh, to pair with it because you're just like, man, I hate them psychic types. <laughs> you got a Magirna with an assault vest, which helps uh, pad out the defensive core. And I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how well the typings uh, go off each other, mostly because, um, well, it depends on. I, I Magirna is really... just good. Uh, Magirna is good. Magirna is good. So this you one's get that get... slow switch, and then you kind of can switch the you know pacing of the battle up with Magirna in this scenario. This one's pretty this one's pretty standard as well. Assault Fest, which I honestly is my favorite Magirna. I don't think it's like the best one, but it's my favorite. Um Soul Heart because that's Magirna. Uh Aura Sphere, Flash Cannon, Volt Switch and Floor Cannon because it's a Magirna. 252 HP, 252 special attack, four special defense. Wow, you're running a very very offensive Magirna with that Assault Fest. Yes. Um, I thought you were going to run it bulkier. Uh, the special <laughs> attack is important. Uh, I'm sure there's a mixed set, which is like ideal, but I don't, I'm not the type who likes to specifically counter things with EVs and, you know, it's, mm. it's powerful. That's all that matters. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's Magirna. So yes, you're right. Yeah. So on these next two, I've got, um, this is my the personal Excadrill. Uh, okay. Excadrill is really important for the next Pokemon we got, we're running on this team. Uh, I run, uh, Excadrill with Choice Scarf so that I can run an Adamant Nature. Uh, having an Adamant instead of a Jolly Nature is really important because it kills a lot more stuff. Uh, and the Choice Scarf makes sure that you still outspeed most of that stuff. So it's really powerful. I've run this in the last few tournaments that I've run Excadrill in. Uh, most people don't see it coming that it has an Adamant Nature. Um, but the people who catch on are the people who end up beating me. <laughs> uh, right. So it's uh 252 attack four special defense, 252 speed, uh, mold breaker, of course, counter those pesky abilities and levitate Pokemon, uh, earthquake, rock slide, iron head, and rapid spin, even with the choice scarf, uh, it sometimes is useful to just sacrifice the Excadrill for that rapid spin. Usually Excadrill doesn't end up dying and just one has a really nice HP stat naturally, and it can typically take a hit or two before you can go in down. Uh, the next Pokemon we got is a Mega Pinsir. It is the Pinsir on this team. Uh, obviously the ability is going to be Hyper Cutter because what is the other one? Uh, not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah, right. It's, it's like not even worth mentioning. Mold breaker. It gets mold breaker. Uh, right. Yeah. Other than hypercutter, you don't want that. It's a regular pincer. So like, if you both switch into Pokemon and like they switch into an intimidate Pokemon, you don't get that attack drop, which is actually really nice. 
Uh, you get you run 252 HP, 252 attack, four special defense. Don't really need that speed when you're just going to be spamming quick attack anyway with that Aerolate from Mega Pinsir. Adam, Adamant Nature, uh, quick attack, earthquake, close combat. Earthquake and close combat are just for there for coverage, and then sword stance. Uh, typically, you won't switch in the Pinsir until very late in the game when all of its threats have been dealt with. With, when Stealth Rock has been removed by Excadrill, etc. You keep Pinsir in the back until you're ready to clean up. Wait, you're running Close Combat and Earthquake? I don't know that I'm a fan of that. I like the coverage. Uh, coverage for what? What are you hitting with Close Combat and Earthquake that you're that worried about? Because a return, return's a much better move in one of those two slots. What about Ice-type Slash? Have you heard of Ice-type <laughs> and normal types. Then you run close. Com- then you just run close combat. But ice types and normal types also. So, so but no- ice types and normal types also take neutral damage from return, which because of aerialate is going to get an additional one point two times damage on top of stab. Um, poison types are pretty big. Type. Poison types also take that neutrally. <laughs> yeah, but like toxic Back to Toxapex, right? Toxapex, if you want to go back to Toxapex, I'll give you a calc if you really want it. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll tell you that return probably outclasses these moves typically. Okay, like I said, this is a scrum team. I'm far from an amazing competitor. I'm I'm just letting you know that you should use return instead of either close combat or earthquake. You find out which one of those types your team handles better, and you swap. If you're really worried about Toxapex... You should definitely you should definitely keep earthquake if you're not worried if you're more worried about something like uh, I don't even know who a close combat would affect most I think earthquake's better in the meta currently but that's just me but uh, 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 that basket take us home with these last two buddies all right so we've got Ash Greninja who's running with choice specs and a timid nature and we've got obviously oh its ability obviously battle bond. And then Eevee's two hundred and fifty-two special attack, four special defense, and two hundred fifty-two speed. It's got water shuriken, dark pulse, U-turn, and ice beam. This is the standard Ash Greninja. <laughs> uh, the only thing that's different that's not standard is ice beam. They like they've lost ice beam recently, and they've just been going hydro pump. Yeah, uh, but I I like the coverage ice beam gives. No, yeah, like, ice beam. I've that. always felt more comfortable with ice beam running him. I like I like Ice Beam just in case. And I do run both variants, um, but I do like Ice Beam a lot. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps out. And then mm-hmm. we've got Tornadus Therian with a Life Orb, Ability Regenerator, part of the Regenerator Core, EV's 252 Special Attack, 4 Special Defense, and 252 Speed, with a Timid Nature to uptick that. And then Heat Wave, U-Turn, Focus Blast, and Sludge Wave. Mm. And Perfect. This kind of like helps with coverage with everything else, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yep. It's a really good thing to switch into like at any time. <laughs> so, Scrawn, I'm going to throw it out to you. No matter what you're doing against a fully defensive Toxapex, you're probably going to have a three hit KO on your hand um, against uh, uh-huh. against the defensive Toxapex with Mega Pinsir, even if you are running Earthquake. Oh man, you gotta boost up with sword stance first, and then you're like at a two hit so, KO nope, range. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh no! If if oh, it's holding no. black sludge, if it's holding black sludge, it's a uh, it's like almost a guaranteed uh, three hit KO. It's like a twelve percent chance to uh, to two hit KO. 
Yeah, so that just shows the power of Toxapex. And <laughs> I've got a fun fact about Toxapex that I've been waiting for. Wait, this we're not done. Moment. We're not done. We still have Tornadus. Oh, we already talked about Oh, tornadoes. I just did Tornadus. Did we? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I'm not paying attention. I was too busy doing calcs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thatcherino. All right. So here's a fun fact about Toxapex. It's shiny form. Uh, is based on another type of carnivorous sea star called the sunflower starfish, which uh, almost exclusively eats brittle starfish, which are another type of starfish. And it's that red and orange coloring, and it's a it looks kind of like a crown of thorns, and it's a giant predatory starfish. It's really Ooh. cool because they put in those two color variants. Uh, so I, I thought that was a nice choice of a shiny. Yeah. So... That is it. Speaking of shiny Toxapex, if you want one, go join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And we're going to start pounding out Patreon Pokemon this week because I'm going to just do one a day this starting this week. So if you want them, you got to come and get them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm announcing it like starting Monday. It's going to be like one a day, like boom, 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 boom. Come and get them. And then somebody's going to be like, wait, is this one still running? And I'll be like, no, I had posted the dates. Look at the clock. <laughs> and... And so just just keep that just keep that in mind. All right, with that in uh, in mind, uh we are going to go ahead and shift our gears to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And if we think your email's good, we'll give you a roll on Discord that's green. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you want that neon green Discord roll. If you're new to the show, this is the part of the show where we read listener emails. You can send them in to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, where we uh, do a lot of fun things. We typically have a mailbag prompt. Last week, we wanted to know what your thoughts were on the uh, marketing, I guess, of Pokemon. This week, we want you to know, we want you to answer the question for next week. Uh, what are your hopes and dreams for the release of Sword and Shield? Hopefully, we can leave it on a good note before the release. So I'm very, ha- I'm very excited to hear how you, how excited you guys are for this, sh- this game or, uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping you guys are excited or at least know things that you're excited about. So maybe I can get more excited. There we go. <laughs> for sure. So. Uh, we do have two emails, though, this week, uh, and our first one is from Aiden, and Basket wants to read Aiden's Aiden's email, which I think is just one continuous run-on sentence. <laughs> All right, so Aiden says, Hi, I've been a huge Pokemon, Pokemon fan since five years old, and I just started listening to your podcast last week. It is really cool that you guys know so much about Pokemon. I woke up early this morning just to listen to the new episode. Thank you for brightening up my day. No, no, Aiden, thank you. I thought you were going to get really mad at him about something. And I'm just like, like, I'm like, I'm like, what? I've never seen, I've never seen, I've never seen angry basket, only mildly annoyed basket. And I'm just like, I'm just like, Oh God, what beast have we unleashed? Aiden? No, thank you for listening. Aiden. Yeah. (laughs) No, we appreciate it. And you brighten my day by letting me know that I'm cool for knowing a lot of things about Pokemon. Go tell tell 15-year-old me that. As a member of uh, Thatch's staff, Viridian Guild, please give him constant praise. It makes him much more tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) Scrawn, you are absolutely right. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> all right all right i got this next one from uh, big cat bruce <laughs> big cat hey, bruce hey puckle crew big cat bruce back again with my thoughts on the content timeline from sword and shield i held off on sending this email until after halloween because i was holding out hope that there would be a spooky trailer to i don't know officially release impotent but no dude what a missed opportunity right right <laughs> It came and went, and nothing new was unveiled. Don't get me wrong, I'm stoked for Generation 8. I've even taken off work a couple days in order to play it. However, the content release cycles were disappointing, if nothing else. If you factor in the Ben Affleck leak, there hasn't really been much new information. That's that's the official name. Well, that's the name that the community's called it, because the name of the guy, he, the guy had a picture of Ben Affleck on 4chan. <laughs> That's so funny. Too much information shared, but this cycle just feels like a gross overcorrection. Then the information that has been showed feels minimal with missed opportunities. Question for you all. If slash when the game gets data mined, will you cover it or ignore it? Love the show, but kept Bruce. Well, if if this show hasn't taught you, we're not going to be talking about leaks uh, because so many people who listen to us don't want to hear them. Yes, so that is true. Right after the game comes out, we'll have our everything's fair game. Tiers, yes, yeah, of release episodes. But then the week after that, everything is fair game. Yeah, we go we go full on fair game pretty much right after release. But up until release, I mean, we're not a live show, obviously, right? So you can listen to these podcasts at your own pace. But I know what will happen if we talk about spoilers is that people will kind of put it off on hold, which is not what we want. We want people to participate and feel like they can be part of the community while this is happening, especially because I want to raid. Uh, I, want, <laughs> I, want, I want all the people to be available for my raids. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm super excited for that. Like, I like the number one thing I'm excited for is raids. <laughs> What's really disappointing is they, they announced those, like, back at the beginning of June and then nothing else. Hey, Thatch, are you excited for Pokemon raids? Oh, one thousand percent. Good raids, not like the Pokemon Go raids. I think Pokemon. I think Pokemon Go has mishandled raids to an extent. To, if I want to be completely honest, because I think Pokemon Go, um, they haven't made a system where you can easily get people to do raids with you, which is, I think, a major problem of Pokemon Go at the moment. If they even like did a thing where you can like shoot up a flare in game and people could go, oh, there's people at that gym that are looking for people to do a raid. I'll go over there. Yeah, no, that would be super awesome. Because they already have the countdown thing. That's know? all it's you need. Like, you literally yeah. just need to like, you literally need to have like something where you can hit a button and like fireworks go off at a gym and it goes, oh, people want to do a raid over there. Yeah. And like, let's say like the first person or the people that are there, you know, if like yeah. if somebody like if you can respond mm-hmm. like and be and like click it or something like that. And then it's like, OK, this person's on their way. Yeah. You know, then that you would change everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. It would be amazing. That would that's literally all I want because the difference with that and what we can do online is online we can still be online with our friends and we go oh hey there's a raid over there and it's literally like 2 seconds. Yeah. And you can you can do it. That's and so like I'm I'm happy to have properly done raids. That's what yes. I'm happy for. Properly yes. done raids. Because I'm very excited to stream those. Like I'm super excited to stream raids. Like I just want to I want to get online, stream raids with you guys and just have a ton of fun. Uh, doing that because I, I just think it's a it's a it's a, it's definitely something they're missing out on definitely something they're missing out on yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes but yeah i mean that yeah i i can't be more excited about raids <laughs> <laughs> i can't be more excited like that's that's the one thousand percent what i want if they really put, think 
that'll encourage a lot of people who don't do competitive to keep playing. Like, throughout. oh yeah, uh, I I don't know, I I don't see that happening per se. I mean, like I said, every single I, I've been around for a lot of releases. I've seen things you kids would never understand. And the one thing that typically happens is you've got like three months after a Pokemon game comes out, and it's like super hype, and people are having a blast. And then after those three months, it kind of dies down and it just becomes like the hardcore fan base. Well, yeah, but like, for instance, you know, like games like Destiny and stuff like that. Once I went through a certain amount of the game, like I wasn't really that into the game itself anymore. But friends would be like, hey, you want to raid? And it'd be like, yeah. And then I'd hop on and do it. So I'm saying I think that there'll be more active people doing that that like aren't playing the game through anymore and aren't competitive is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I maybe, I don't know. I, it depends on if they keep updating the raids or if it's just going to be like, oh, there's only so many Pokemon in raids. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's probably the bigger thing for me because like, like, I think, I think Dexit can, this is the one area where it can be seen as an opportunity rather than a, a, da- than a downfall is you could have act, you could actively be adding like 10 new Pokemon like every month in raids, like exclusively in raids. And that's how you can go and get them. Granted, I, I don't know that that's not what's going to happen with how much they've been like tight lift during this release cycle. And they want that to be the excitement. I, I, I don't know. If they do things with like egg moves, you know, and uh, I, I don't like think that. I don't think that's that exciting because we've had things like that before with like Dexnav. And so I, I think that's something to watch out for, in my opinion. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm still There's excited. Some sort of in-game rewards when you defeat it that like. Oh, there are those. There are those, and I'm kind of hoping that that's how they do bottle caps, because they've announced that bottle cap. There's going to be bottle caps that help you change natures now, dude. Essentially, which is going to be legit. Yeah, if that was part of raids, if that was how you got them, that would be yeah awesome. Yes, I I think for a competitive player, you're going to just do a lot of raids, especially because. Um, so this is something I don't talk about on the show a lot. And because it's a short mailbag, I think we have the time to do it uh, very quickly. Um, so for those of you who are unaware, Thatch really likes to fiddle with electronics and software in his spare time. And one of the things that I pay a lot of attention to are um, video game console hacking scenes. And so for the past few generations of Pokemon, Jenning, Pokemon Jenning has been like a huge thing. And I know that's something that puts a damper on the community. People really hate Pokemon Jenners, stuff like that. However, I think they found like the perfect place to cut it off and like try to stop genning from happening in Pokemon and everybody's going to breed and use bottle caps because genning in on the Switch is going to be the worst endeavor you have ever tried to do. <laughs> yeah. Besides from the massive monetary investment it's going to require and just like the tediousness of it, it's going to be awful because I'm just going to lay this out for everybody. So one it is very easy to mod a moddable switch. Very easy to do it. However, obtaining a moddable switch is not an easy task. If you do not own a switch that is all that was purchased before July 2018, uh, you do not have a moddable switch. They have switched the architecture in your in your system such that it cannot be exploited. There has been no exploit that's been found. There is no exploit that probably will be found. The people who have hacked the 3DS and have hacked uh, hacked the Switch prior say that there is no way that it's going to happen. Realistically, there's realistically no way it's going to happen. So if you do that, uh, secondly, no moddable switches are essentially allowed online. You either get banned online or something happens to your Switch to make it like unusable. 
So trading a gen Pokemon to a copy that could get online means you're going to do it locally, which means you're going to be like, you're going to pretend like it's 1998 and you got two Game Boys with a link cable (laughs) and you're going to trade yourself all your gen Pokemon if you do to go this route. Modable switches have begun to go up in price. Earlier this year, they were selling for about $150. Currently, they're around $190 to $200. And I'm sure on November 15th, that price is about to go up. So just just something to keep in mind for everybody who's who's like concerned about hacking still in Pokemon. I think this will probably be the last generation you see it really exist at all. Outside of that, you might like Gen 9, you might have somebody who's like rarely does it. That's about it, though. That's where that's where I'll leave that. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I, I just I just think that's something that should be said. And I don't get to talk about it very often. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And so I think with that, that's the end of the mailbag segment. Uh <laughs> Uh, mailbag is over. If you want to send us an email, send it to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Let us, let us know what you're excited for for Sword and Shield because by the time we read it, it's only going to be a week away. Are we cool with giving uh, Big Cat Bruce? Uh, oh, yeah. Big Cat Bruce can have the Green Taurus badge as well. He just has to ping one of us on uh, Discord. And finally, if you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I really need to get a lot of Japan pictures up on Instagram because I have a lot of cool stuff I got from Japan. <laughs> um, and I want, I want everybody to see it. Twitter's also where we're probably the most active. If you, if you want to help out the show in a couple different ways and view some more content, first of all, there's Puckle Plus where you can get our Thursday shows, including Battlecast, Game Corner, and TCG Cast. All of them are fun to have together and hang out with. Uh, third of all, if you want to see more content, you can go to youtube.com slash podcast, watch a bunch of cool videos. Nuzlocke should be returning very soon. Twitch.tv slash the podcast. If you want to watch more Nuzlocks and watch Jushiro play TCG, and that's also going to be like, we have about six or seven streamers set up to stream Sword and Shield when it launches. We are very excited for this. Um, it's going to be very hype. We're going to try to stream as much as we can until like Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm very excited. Yes. And then if you want to support the show monetarily, you can go to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Use your free Twitch Prime sub. You can do- donate bits. Do whatever you want to do to hang out at the stream. You can also go to our T Public store, buy some cool t-shirts like Basket. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the Basket shirt. <laughs> and you can, of course, go to... Uh, you can support us most directly by going to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast and getting cool things such as Puckle TCG cards, if you are high enough tier, or shiny Pokemon. So with that, with that said, that is going to be the end of this show. I am your host, Trainer Thatch. I am Zagrom. And I'm Basket. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Ah!
We here at Buckle would like to thank our patrons who help make everything we do here possible, whether it be a shiny giveaway, a an awesome tournament prize, anything. So uh, thanks to those guys. Uh, and so I'd like to I'd like to give them a shout out by name. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Sheldon, Chris, Rob, Josh, Big Jonk, Keegan, Ilaria, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Korbanek, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, N, uh, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Claude Nine, David, Swampertata, Sammy, Joshua, Ten Little Men, P. McGee, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Brian, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Ryan, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, Allegionary, uh, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Piccolo, Piccolo, <laughs> I get that, uh, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Hut, Zach, uh, Graham, G- Greg, Alec, Christopher, Jiggler, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Heffel Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Huitku, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Franco, Treby, Cordell King, uh, Julie, and Alex. Thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep on going. Uh, hopefully we'll have everything out by early this week for you guys. And we'll be doing those TCG cards coming up next month. So thanks for your support. And if you want to help support the show, you can go over to p- patreon.com slash buckle podcast and help out in the same way. So I will catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.